Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited because today I have on the line one of my fiery brothers. This is Elliot Schweikert. He is the leader of the Living Room Virginia, and he is a fiery revivalist. He is full of the love of God, and I am so excited to talk to him today. Elliot, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm excited to be with you today. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to have you. What an honor. Um, You... I just love your fiery heart and who you are. I've heard you, um, I've had the pleasure of doing ministry with you. I've heard you preach. I've heard you speak, you know, and I've watched you kind of walk out this beautiful life uh, with Jesus, just following his heart and just so hungry for um, for revival and for for doing his will. Yes. So I've I've told our listeners a lot about you. Is there something maybe that you could tell them that maybe something personal that I haven't already said? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, probably the biggest thing that uh, the if uh, you know something personal that I was adopted at 16 years old, and uh, that was kind of. Uh, my uh, churning moment in my life, probably one of the most important moments of my life, uh, apart from um, giving my life to Jesus. Um, and as well as, um, you know, I am newly wed. I just got married seven months ago. So, uh, you know, I'm excited. God is good. So, oh, that's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. And I, I know you. your lovely wife. You guys are just such a, a beautiful young couple. And Thank you. You're welcome. That's so amazing. Well, tell me, um, you have been on a journey with uh, mm-hmm. the Living Room uh, Virginia. Tell me, what is your, what's your passion with this ministry? Yeah. Well... <clears throat> You know, I, you know, I gave my life to the Lord. I, I, I had an encounter with the Lord at, uh, about eight months after I came to America. And, um, and you know, it was uh, an amazing journey of a lot of, a lot of zeal, a lot of fire, a lot of, uh, you know, seeing miracle signs and wonders, uh, seeing people come to the Lord, uh, you know, just incredible journey with the Lord, like reading the, the word, reading the Bible and seeing it in my life. Um, you know, and, 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 um, I had 
around me, I had people that mostly evangelists, uh, you know, who um, a lot of message was, we got to go save souls and, 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 and you know, and we got to do this and go on the streets. And, you know, so I, of course, I admire that. And, and I'm like, this is great. I love it. So I learned, um, you know, from them, from a young age, I, I had a privilege of, I heard um, uh, a man named Matt Sorger, and he said something. He said, you know, uh, Elliot, if you uh, want to uh, kill giants, hang around giant killers, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just yeah. got, I spent most of my teenage years just being around older, um, more mature people, and but mainly who are evangelists. Um, so that, that gift was developed in me and that passion for, for, for the laws developed in me. So, um, you know, to make long story short with that, on my journey, I learned how to save souls without necessarily how to love well. Hmm. I, 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 I knew the principles of the kingdom. I knew, I knew um, the, even the power of God, uh, you know, um, because, right, God is not a man that he should lie. He'll back up his word. And right. uh, I, I knew how to be a soldier for God. I did not know uh, how to be a son, hmm. you know, uh, and... So I end up, uh, uh, the, my journey took me, of course, to, to uh, uh, going to school, to Bethel, BSSM, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's another three years of like life-changing encounters uh, and uh, just growing with Jesus. And um, in the third year, uh, I, the Holy Spirit led me to intern with uh, one of the pastors in an environment, which is not something I really wanted it. I thought pastoring was, <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a soft thing to do. You're just coddling people. You know, we got to save souls. Oh. Just, <laughs> right? And that's, that's, that was my, uh, right, the ideas that I have. And, and, and Holy Spirit said, he said, Elliot, if you don't, learn if you don't intern for for a pastor uh it's called a revival group pastors which is a school environment there is uh 1200 students in the first year 600 in the second year and every uh, uh every year has about 70 people each in groups that assigned pastors revival group pastors so uh you know and and partially for me is the zeal to be in front of thousands of people and preaching the gospel and all of this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, revival group pastors, they just, with this 70 people, they, 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 they are kind of dealing with the problems, you know, dealing with the issues, pastoring them. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to be traveling the world. I want to go all of this evangelist environment, Chris Overstreet and all of these guys, you know? Mm -hmm. And and, um, so, yeah, like I end up, my journey basically led me up to school. I ended up going to South Africa, and instead of doing evangelism, I ended up pastoring people. And uh, so a, a little bit 
to finish that thought with, I was, I ended up interning with the revival group pastor. Her name is Haley and it changed my life. I learned mm. that, uh, I, I, I learned that I can choose to love. I can choose. I learned what family is. Uh, yes. you know, I learned what means when people fighting for you, what means when love covers you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew deep inside that it's part of my calling, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, uh, yeah. Um, so I ended up going to South that. Africa, pastoring people. The Lord called me then later to pastor here in town at the local church, uh, and, then after that, about a year later, a year ago, uh, right before COVID, uh, I found my time was over uh, at the, uh, uh, amazing church here in town called the River Church. And, um, and the Lord led me to just get together with my friends and worship and love Jesus. And of course, the word spread. And next thing you know, we have 50 people back in the living room. Uh, of my friend's house and uh you know and uh the rest is history we kind of start bringing a little bit of uh organization to it and kind of listen to the lord what the lord wanted it because we knew something was happening because marriages were restored people were giving the life to jesus miracles mm. was ha- were happening it wasn't just and it was on a consistent basis like every week uh mm-hmm. you know so yeah that's kind of a little bit of a history behind the living room. That's so amazing, Elliot. You know, yeah. I, I love that. You know, I I have such a heart of an evangelist and yeah. I get the whole like preaching to thousands and all of that stuff. But yeah. there's something so beautiful about loving the one in front of you. And Come that's, on. that's, that's a huge part of who I am. Like, I just, it's such a powerful thing when you can look at one person in front of you and connect and, and just share Jesus right there. And and I, you know, the pastors, oh my gosh, like my heart just goes out to them because being a pastor is a hard, hard calling um, because they are in the trenches day and night. And I, I, I often think that they don't get the credit that they deserve. Um, Absolutely. Uh, but I, you know, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. But um, I so love that that that's where the Lord brought you from. What a beautiful yeah. thing! I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely, it's a definitely. I, I so now, you know, I um, as I'm pastoring people. I realize that uh, they do the pastors don't get the credit because I used to, you know, yeah. uh, I would travel, I would travel the world, preach the gospel, I would come into church as a guest speaker, you know, God would do amazing things, but then I would leave, you know, and pastors stay and they continue loving people, continue seeing them in different phases of life, and that's really mm-hmm. hard, you know. And um, one thing just to mention, Christina, is that about uh, three years ago, the Lord said to me, he said, Elliot, will you disciple a city? And he said, I am raising up evangelists who are mm-hmm. pastors. Yeah. So I still consider myself evangelist. I just have a pastoral, uh, mental, if you will, in my life. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, we need we need 
one another. We need each other. We need all the gifts in order to what the world is doing on the earth to bring about that reality. We need, we need one another. Absolutely. I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with that more. In fact, when you said you talked to Matt and what he said to you, and I thought, how beautiful. You know, we each pour into each other. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege. And, you know, you know that, you know, we honor each other. You you know that in ministry, we both honor each other very much. And and I think that's such a, a, a beautiful thing. We each get to lift each other up. And I, too, am so excited because I really see the Lord just anointing the entire body of Christ to get us ready to go out and help fulfill the Great Commission together. And, you know, I've if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear me talk about this all the time. So yeah. the fact that you're saying these things yeah. is getting me so excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. Be- yeah, because I really see, you know, and I put this up. Oh, my gosh. I've been, you know, I saw this years ago. But, yeah. you know, I am just still proclaiming it that I see this wave, this coming of of the people of God. It's it's a wave made of people. And yeah. it's, you know, it's all five, you know, it's all five offices and in, 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 yes. in every single. This is so much bigger than one person or Absolutely. one denomination or one, you know, one movement. This is a yeah. movement of God. This is, you can't control it. You can't stop it. You can't start it. You just roll with it. And yes, uh, absolutely. absolutely. And I am so excited because I love that you said he's he's raising up evangelists with hearts, yeah. with, with pastoral on. hearts, because yeah. I've, I've often seen the fly in, fly out. Yep. And there's nothing left of value. And and sometimes even I've seen like the evangelism portion, they're almost like they have this like untouchableness about them mm. where like they're not connecting. They're not going out and they're walking yeah. among the people. And I really love people like Heidi Baker and yeah. uh, Todd White. Those are my yeah. peeps. Come you know, on. Come on. I, you and, know, and, I love it. Go ahead. No, and you know, one thing that that I remember when the Lord spoke to me that I was like, oh, like, what does that even mean? And the Lord starts showing me next thing you know, a lot of my friends in my life that, uh, you know, who, who I'm in touch and contact. I mean, if, you know, uh, a lot of you listeners probably know their names, but they all started at churches and they evangelists. Mm. You know, like, and then, then next, you know, uh, people like Todd White, he planted a church in a school, you know, and now latest was uh, Daniel Kalanda planted a church, right? Like mm-hmm. all of these guys, there's something going on in the body of Christ mm-hmm. that we don't just want, hey, yeah, we want to, we want to save souls, but we also want to multiply it. And I think that the multiplication there's a strategist that I'm seeing that the Lord is doing where, hey, like, yeah, you're an evangelist and we need to go after the harvest because the harvest is ripe, right? But we're also, it's not, they're not only, um, we're bringing them into the kingdom, but they stay in the kingdom. And that requires pastoral heart. It requires discipleship, you know? We had Mm -hmm. a conversation about discipleship now for years and no one really, 
can clearly communicate what discipleship is. No one will have a clear strategy what discipleship is. You know, we still quote statistics of people living the church, but, but, but why? And it has to do with discipleship. It has to do with pastoral hearts that, that would do discipleship well and not only just, right, not only just um, bandage the wounds, but teach people how to thrive. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, yes. so that's where we are. I feel like right now in the season, it's great, and you see it in the spirit. You see what's going on across the body of Christ. Uh, it's beautiful. Mm, it is so beautiful, and you know, I, it, it's amazing to me because I think what people are really longing for right now is a connection. You oh, know, absolutely. and and that's one of the biggest parts of discipleship. I think it's yep. hard to disciple people when you aren't willing to get down and walk among them. Hello. You know? Yep. And uh, I'm really excited because I'm one of those preachers, one of those evangelists, one of those people who get down and like walk among. I'm, you know, like I'm not, I I don't stay back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to go to the least. I'm not afraid to sit with the people who, who nobody wants to sit with on the streets, you know? Yep. And I think I think we're seeing our vision adjusted mm. across the body of Christ to really see people's value. And yes. uh, I love the model of discipleship that Jesus demonstrated. You know, they accused him of uh, a friend of sinners. He ate with sinners. And I think that's really what discipleship looks like, yeah. is it looks like the man or woman of God who not only demonstrates the miracle signs and wonders, but that's a, but then sits down and has a meal with them. Uh, absolutely. You know? Christina, I can tell you stories and upon stories upon stories. We've seen more people. I've seen more people giving their life to Jesus in the last two months around the table. Mm, I love that. Than uh. years. I can tell you stories upon stories. The hardest of the hardest people, you know, mm. and, and just... You know, in fact, uh, uh, you know, I am uh, uh, tonight uh, going to go eat with a bunch of men who are uh, seeking, seeking something bigger than themselves, you know. And we see every week people giving their life to Jesus. And it has to do simple that you show up and you spend time with them, with you, you write life on life and mm-hmm. eating a meal and having a conversation. And it's not always pretty. It's not right. always, uh, you know, put together and, and, and three points, uh, uh, sermons, if you will. It's, it's, you will hear uh, F-bombs flying. You will hear different things. But by the end of the night, you, you often hear people, I think I need to give my life to Jesus. How do I do mm, this? You know? I love and, that. Um, so uh, it's amazing, I think. Uh, you know, more and more right now, you're absolutely right. We're living in a time where people want real, people want authentic, right? The word authentic right now, like never before, it's a, it's a, almost a buzzword, but that's a hard cry of, mm-hmm. of a generation, you know, when, when we're living in a time where, uh, you know, we can edit our pictures, we can edit our life, right? It's, it's, a, it's a clicks and, and baits and you don't know what's real. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people want a place uh, for belong, you know. Years, years ago, the Lord said, when he's talking about the living room, he said, Elliot, I want 
you to create a place where people belong before they believe. And after they oh, believe, they will become. I love you know? that. And I'm like, Lord, what do you mean? What does that mean? You know, and probably like a year later, he answered me. He said, Oh, like, you know, that thing I told you, do you realize that a lot of the disciples didn't believe in Jesus even after he was resurrected? Yeah. But they walked with him, they ate with him, they did life with him, and mm -hmm. uh, they were around him. So it's okay if you have people that walk with you, that come to the living room, that part of your life, you know, that mm -hmm. don't actually believe in you, believe in Jesus, believe in me, but I am, uh, but it's okay because uh, uh, I, am, I am doing a good work in their heart. That's mm -hmm. why, you know, we have, uh, I had a, a gentleman, you know, who for, for now for a month, we've been hanging out, eating food together, you know, just doing life, playing, uh, you know, playing games, playing football, playing basketball, you know, and, and, um, you know, and one night, one evening, he was just quiet the whole evening, we were driving in a car and, and I was like, hey, are you okay, bro? Like, you quiet there in the back of the, of the car. And he's like, no. I need to give my life to Jesus, you know? Mm. And it was so spoke to me because we think that, oh, like, you know, he just hanging out, he, 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 you know, he, he's not even asking questions or seem like not interested in Jesus, but the world is listening because mm -hmm. the world doesn't care what you're doing on the mountaintop. They care how you're going to respond in the valley, how you're going to respond in the midst of dirt, right? Mm -hmm. In the midst of yep. the brokenness. Absolutely. So. Will you sit down with them? Will you eat with them? Yes. Will you will you reach out and touch the leper who hasn't been touched and Lord only yes. knows how long? Yes. You know? That's really what counts. And I love you said that your church's uh mission statement is to live in such a way that the whole world feels invited. Yeah. You know? And I love that so much. If you look at if you look at how um how Jesus called the disciples, he called those who would not have been invited. You know, mm. he called fishermen, he called tax yep. collectors, <laughs> he called the dirty, you know, yeah. like they were like filthy. They, you know, they're yeah. fishermen. They probably don't smell very good. Let's nope. be real. Let's be and, real. Nope. Yeah. And he called them. He, yes. <laughs> so he called them. He called the most unworthy and he didn't call the Pharisees. Yeah. They he he oftentimes he rebuked them. He had nothing to do nothing good to say to them. Nothing. <laughs> right, right. You know? And I love that non-religious Jesus. I always tell people I am not religious, but I am absolutely in love with Jesus, you know, yes. and who he is. Yeah. And what he's done. And um I love that. And I think the world has I think the church in general has made people feel invited who don't necessarily look like them, who don't sound like them, who don't speak Christianese, who don't right. do what they do. Mm. And that's the thing is I think we're we're losing all of our Christianese training. Yep. And just getting back to connecting one-on-one -on -one and being a human being in the midst of another human being. Filled yes. with the spirit of God, which is yes. a powerful thing. Mm, mm, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think the Lord is dealing with, right, with, with, with our offenses, what offends mm -hmm. our hearts, you know, and, and, and removes, removes our sacred cows, if you will, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I can tell you this, 
Um, and even in myself, I thought that I was not religious, you know, till, the, till certain situations start happening. And the Lord's like, no, let's, let's go deeper, right? Mm-hmm. We all, right, this whole life is becoming, you know, and, right. uh, and the, more we, the more we spend time with Jesus, the more we, we behold him, right? We become right. like him. And, and you know, uh, it's funny because uh, we have, in our community, we have very diverse group of people. We have, uh, you know, people who are Buddhist and we have people who are uh, Jewish uh, and, and we have people who are non-believers and like, you know, but they show up to the Bible studies. They show up to the right. services, you know, and they ask him questions and, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, well, why would, you know, and, and I can tell you this, like, uh, you know, a lot of them just have questions that mm-hmm. really found in Jesus, but because we were, because in their past, the questions weren't acceptable, right. you know, they yes. turn to other things. You know, and uh, I think we need to be okay with questions. I think we need to be okay with silence. And I think we need to be okay with, you know, I don't know, but I know that Jesus is good. I know that you can find answer in him, you know? Yeah, Uh, So absolutely. uh, There's certain things we just, it doesn't make sense. And we won't know until we get to heaven and it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a real good friend who's, you know, he, he was on the journey. He was... You know, he he uh, uh, wasn't sure about Jesus. You know, he grew up Catholic, and uh, you know, and he just he's like, you know, Elliot, I I would never have stepped in the church again. But when I came to the living room, I saw the way you love one another. I'm like, mm. hmm, maybe I I need to rethink what mm-hmm. Christianity is. People don't even know what Christianity is, really. Like we live in generations that. You know, I, I ask people, have you heard the gospel? Do you know what, do you know what, who Jesus is? And, and people say, yeah, I've heard of him, but I don't really know him. We mm-hmm. live in a generation of that, of people who are unchurched, completely unchurched, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's a really important thing that we would, uh, create a place that, that the world feels like they invited. And Jesus is the most attractive person right absolutely if we represent him well the world will want will want the church as well but absolutely christ well so yes that's absolutely right and you know the lord's had me had me writing this book called fire in unity and he said something really powerful he said when i wrote this down because um he said the world is full of disciples whom the holy spirit has wooed but the body has rejected. Mm, and I good. was like, dang, that is that's powerful. Good. That is powerful. It's true. And I was, it just, I was just like, wow. You know, and mm. I, and I, you're absolutely correct. And I think right along with we need to be okay with questions is we need to be okay with emotions. You know, I've seen yes. a lot of people demonize emotions and it's kept people from, uh, really expressing their hearts and connecting yeah, um, with people and with God. And yeah. I think we need to be okay with the Holy Spirit moving however he wants to move. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, we need to be okay with um, people who 
people in different walks of life. I think we're seeing it right now in America. God is really exposing this um, racism and yes. uh, this um, nationalism that really yes. needs to be exposed. Yeah. And the truth is, is that this world is much bigger than white America. Yeah. That, you know, it's much bigger than that, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, it's full. I love that the Bible says that Jesus will have a bride made of every tribe, every tongue, every race, every nationality. And we forget that, you yeah. know, it's it's easy to forget that when we're just in that, 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 that church bubble. Yeah, but absolutely really, we detached. We become detached yeah. from 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 actually the ones that we call to love. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm I'm so excited about it because I really see him doing some some really powerful things, and you know I I'm excited because I believe that the Lord is is really taking us to where He's always intended His body to be, and that's. It, that's out in the world. Yeah, that's like we're we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We forgot that yeah. we're supposed to be in the world. You yeah. know, that's right. That's right. You know, and and people, people, we we have right. We have used this scripture, you know, to uh, to create separation. You know, and right. uh, and 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 detach ourselves and. You know, I mean, you know, Christina, it's a sad reality when when we are not known for our compassion and our kindness. We're talking about racism. We're talking about everything that's going on, right? Like, mm-hmm. in, we yeah. are so detached, uh, you know, and, 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 and we forget that Jesus mourned with those who he mourned. Oh yes, right. Like he, he, yeah. he, he, he was filled with joy with those who are joyful. And right, right now, there's the world. There's group of people that are mourning, and it doesn't matter. Listen, and people, uh, right? Well, yeah. that that doesn't pertain to you. If you're a believer in in Christ, we're supposed to be right in the middle of, of every injustice, every mm. situation, because we have the answer, and that is Jesus. Absolutely. Racism is a sin problem. Okay. So Jesus is the answer. But if we talk, here's the deal. We we as a body of Christ, I love the body of Christ. I am part of the body of Christ. Right. We need to stop talking so much and start listening a little bit Mm -hmm. more. You know? Amen. And uh, we will have the harvest if we listen more. Mm -hmm. You know? We will see the world churn to Christ, we'll see our nation turn to Jesus if yeah. we listen more. Mm-hmm. I love so. that. And and I think I think one of the biggest things too is we've got to be willing to get uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, we've got to be able to listen to those questions and use I like what you said where you said uh, you hear a conversation around a table and you might hear some f bombs dropping from yeah. you know the person that you're listening to their story. And yeah. we have to not be afraid, you know? And we have no. to realize that the Holy Spirit is not offended by people's pain, by yeah. people's emotions, by mm-hmm. he's not offended by that. 
You know, I love the story that Jesus told of the prodigal son and how the father came running when, you know, the the son was still a long way off and our father is running towards a hurting world. He's not running away, you know, he is running towards it. And if we could just adopt a New Testament mentality where we see the Holy Spirit more eager to connect to brash, hurting, stinky, smelly people, you know, yeah, who aren't cleaned up, who aren't dressed yeah. in church clothes, who aren't singing hymns, you know, if we could just see, because you have to understand that prodigal, when he came running to the father and he was still a long way off, he had been living in a pig pen. He was living in the world. That's you right. Know? That's right. He, he smelled really bad. You know, and it never stopped our father. Never, not for one moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that. If we could just, if we could just do what the father is doing, if we could say what the father is saying, and the father is running towards a world that, that doesn't look like we've been taught, quote unquote, church should look like. Yeah. Well, and Christina, you know, uh, uh, church truly has left the building, mm-hmm. you know, and, <laughs> uh, and that's the, that's the reality. We right now really in third awakening reformation time, you know, we, we see right now uh, that, that things that worked before doesn't work anymore. And, Amen. You, and it's an invitation, right? It's an invitation for the body of Christ. To, to, mm-hmm. to see what the Father is doing and partner with Him. But if we, right, if we uh, in our pride would, will, would not move, guess what? The Lord is going to raise up a remnant, right? Like He's going to raise up His people. Uh, you know, I see, I was just uh, at the conference and uh, uh, many of you listeners maybe know Brian Barcelona, he's, Start, started Jesus Club, you know, uh, uh, every week, uh, you know, millions of, of uh, across U.S. students, high school students meeting and uh, in high schools. I- incredible, incredible ministry. But uh, with doing the COVID, everything was shut down, right? And he's like sharing the story. He's like, suddenly everything that Jesus seemed promised to me is over like I can't even leave my house right and he's from LA which is in Los Angeles there was like stricter rules than anywhere in the country and uh, he's like I couldn't even leave my house but the one thing led to another and the Lord starts speaking to him about what he has doing he, this man got his team and himself on a TikTok okay and they're reaching something up I probably won't get a, a right exact number, but I'm talking about millions of people wow. with the gospel on TikTok. Okay. I love they it. They're seeing thousands of people. They're baptizing people over Zoom. Thousands of people, Bible studies. They see young people, thousands. TikTok, technology, right? Churches left the building and now like never before. Yeah. It, can the social media being used for the evil? Yes, but we're supposed to redeem it. Why Amen. we're supposed to take the dominion to uh, for for the glory of God? 
you know, that, 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 that area. So, um, I think, I think we right now need to listen to what Jesus is doing and, and be willing to lay down and shed the old wine skin. It's Amen. not easy. And I have a heart for the pastors that been mm-hmm. pastor leaders have been leading the church for the last 20 years that have developed patterns and different things. It's hard to let go, but I know we can do it. We need a little bit of courage and mustard seed faith. And we, we, we will step in into the new epoch, new era of time where we're going to see uh, millions of people. It's that billion soul harvest that uh, uh, Bob Jones prophesied, right? Prophet Bob Jones. I think we're stepping mm-hmm. into it. And I think the Lord's going to use technology like never before. And, Amen. Uh, you know, yeah. I love that. It's amazing. I- I love that so much. And I, I'm so glad that you said that you have such a heart for the the pastors and everybody yeah. changing because it it takes a lot of courage to say, okay, we had been doing it this way, but yeah. now we have to completely pivot and change yeah. and do it yeah. a different way. And it does. It takes tremendous courage. But I, I yeah. love that story that you shared about going over TikTok that just makes it's me incredible. so excited it's yeah incredible, you know and, and and it's like right it's like a minute messages i mean i have friends i have a friend who uh you know just like me normal guy loves jesus he has he got on tiktok he has 1.1 million followers he has 32 million views wow you know like pure gospel pure gospel you know reaching a generation you know and uh um, and of course, that's a one side of the coin. There is nothing like gathering of the believers. There's nothing like face to face. There is nothing like, you know, touching, right? Skin to skin, if you will. It, but, but we can't dismiss what the, the new thing that the Lord is doing, right? We say all the time, Amen. God is doing a new thing. And we often just take the old thing and we increase it. We just do bigger mm-hmm. and shinier, whatever. Instead of what is a new thing, if it's a new thing, we may have to lay down the old thing completely, right? Mm -hmm. So it's exciting times. It's exciting times. And we need to support one another. We need to have a lot of kindness to one another, uh, you know, to to our leaders, to our pastors, to, you know, we just, uh, you know, we need to be patient because I say this, but I know how hard it is to pivot. Yes. You know, I know. And uh, we need to have a kindness to one another. Amen. I love that so much. This has been so much fun, Elliot. Yeah. Before we go, um, would you mind praying for our listeners and then telling them where they can connect with you? Sure. Sure. Well, let me just, uh, before I pray, you can find me uh, on Facebook, Instagram, L.H. Weikert. Um, uh, you know, on Instagram, it's lovehasaname.co. Uh, you know, and then, uh, of course, you can find the Living Room page uh, on Facebook. If you put the Living Room Virginia, it will come up. And then, of course, uh, our website, thelivingroomba.com. Uh, I would love, yeah, if you guys have any questions, if you want to connect with me, message me, Messenger, Facebook, Instagram. I am pretty quick to answer. So, um, 
and I would love to pray. Awesome. So, Father, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for your uh, even right now, as you as as we as we as listeners uh, are tuning in or listening later, and Lord, I pray for your presence to uh, enter their household, their cars, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that that uh, this podcast, God, that this episode, Lord, will stir the hearts, God. Lord, I pray that we will learn to love, God. Lord, I pray that we will uh, uh, that we will become more like you, Jesus. That we will be yes. made in the image of love, God. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you're doing across the world, God. We want to partner with you, God. Father, I even pray that. Anybody who even right now listening in pain, physical pain in their body, I pray that your healing touch will, will, will go forth, God. Father, any emotional uh, uh, pain, God, I pray that you will heal them, Father. Lord, I pray for the leaders, any leader that's listening that may be discouraged, God, I pray for the hope to enter their hearts, God. Supernatural hope, Father, in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, I pray for this podcast to go across the world, God. Fire and vibe, God. Lord, that, 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 uh, the nations, God, will start listening to this podcast, God, and be transformed in the image of love. Be transformed in the image of Jesus, God. Father, thank you. We love you. All this is for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you yeah. so much, Elliot. Well, this thank is... Thank you. I love talking to you. You know that. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. I love oh. what you're doing, Christina. Thank you. Me too. And I love what you're doing. Keep loving those people. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus. If you want more information about our guest, Elliot Schweikert, I will put links to the show notes. You can check out thelivingroomva.com. He is a wonderful revivalist and, as you've heard, a beautiful man of God and a friend of mine, and I just honor him. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. If you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the Extravagant Love Store, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christina Pereira Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.